You know, when I uh, was asked by Pastor Joe to uh, get up and, and speak on the um, We Believe series, uh, my first thought was this dude is out of his rocker. Because, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I, I figured out a pattern. <laughs> Every time I go to lunch with him, I end up doing something. <laughs> so either I need to fall in line with what the Lord has called me to do or I need to stop going to lunch with him. <laughs> so, and I need to find my notes. So we're going to talk about uh, the, the We Believe, and uh, tonight we're going to talk about scriptures, the gospel, uh, the gospel according to man, and our response, as well as salvation. So we're starting off with uh, the scriptures. It says, uh, we accept the Bible, including the 39 books of the Old Testament, the 27 books of the New Testament as the written word of God. The Bible is the essential and infallible record of God revealing himself to mankind. It leads us to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Being given by God, the scriptures are both fully and verbally inspired by God. Therefore, as originally given, the Bible is free of error and in all it teaches. Each book is to be interpreted according to its context and purpose and in reverent obedience to the Lord who speaks through it in living power. All believers are exhorted to study the scriptures and diligently apply them to their lives. The scriptures are the authoritative and normative rule and guide of all Christian life, practice, and doctrine. They are totally sufficient and must not be able to supersede or change by later tradition, extra-biblical revelation, or worldly wisdom. Every doctrinal formulation, whether of creed, confession, or theological, Theology must be put to the test of the full counsel of God in the Holy Scripture. And we back those um, uh, beliefs up in the Scripture uh, with, with three Scriptures. Uh, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, it says, All Scripture is breathed out, of the, out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in uh, righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. But one thing that really stands out in this context is uh, the scriptures are bred, breath, breathed out from God's breath. And, and God's breath, if you look back through the Bible, it, 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 um, it serves as a powerful, powerful uh, force throughout the Bible. In the beginning, God breathed the breath of life in Adam. Jesus breathed on his disciples to go and receive the Holy Spirit. And I believe in the upper room, when the Holy Ghost came through like a mighty rushing wind, I believe that was God's breath, a representation of God's breath, of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Paul is conveying the idea that Scripture is breathed out by God, serving as an extension of God himself. The Scripture reveals the author, who he is, what he loves, what he hates. It, 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 it reveals what you should do in life, uh, your, your plan and your purpose. For, for your life. So looking at Hebrews 4 and 12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So it's the living word of God. That's basically what that scripture is saying. It is, it is the living word of God. I, I don't know if any of you have ever read a scripture and went back and read it again. And it, you got a whole different context out of it. it, it it's a whole different, it, it's a whole new meaning. And I guarantee you go and read it again, you'll find something else out of it. 
So that, uh, the scripture is living. It, it's, it's powerful. It's cutting. It's dividing and all discerning. Unbelief is detected by the living word. It shifts from impersonal to personal. So but it, the scripture is there to convict you. It is the, there to guide your life and convict you of, of, of things in your life. It's not to say, hey, you're doing something bad. It's to convict you. And so you can point you in the right direction. He knows where there's real faith and not. So Matthew 24, 35 says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. And ba- Jesus is saying, hey, it's going to all go away. But the scripture that you're reading is here forever. It is here for, forever because it is an extension of God. He's, he was here in the beginning, and he's going to be there in the end. <clears throat> so it kind of reminds me of <laughs> my, um, and she's not in here so I can say this. Um, my wife is a great cook. She loves, she loves to try new dishes and, and new recipes, and she cooks it up, and, and I mean, it is awesome. It, it, it is, I love it. So when she goes back to do that same recipe, she normally will just use whatever she has in her, in her, in her kitchen, uh, and, and it will be short in the ingredients. And it's not quite the same, and it's not my job to say it's not right. Uh, so, and if anybody knows my wife, you know it's not my job to say it's, it's not right. Um, but what, what I wanted to say was the Holy Spirit is that missing ingredient when you're trying to understand the scripture. In 1 Corinthians uh, 2.14, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for it is folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. This is where the Holy Spirit comes in at. And interprets what you, what, what you need in your life at that time to understand what, what God is trying to tell you. <clears throat> also says, when you hear and understand the word of God, faith is activated. Faith is a very, very powerful. It's also, for our whole Christian life, faith is what we go, live by. Uh, faith is what Peter had when he got out of the boat. He believed that God was going to keep him and not... And let him walk on water. Faith is also is when the Israelites stepped on dry land and, and believed that the water was not going to crash in on them. So faith is very, very, very active. So I have a word on the, uh, on the board. And uh, I, I, picked, I picked this word in particular because it's in Swahili. And I know nobody here, I hope nobody here, it, it knows Swahili. Uh, <laughs> unless you got an app. But um, the reason why I put that word on the board is it, it, it's kind of like the scriptures. Unless you are, have studied Swahili and unless you went to school and, and learned all the ins and outs of Swahili, you really wouldn't know what that word means. But where the Holy Spirit comes in at, when you're reading the scriptures, it all becomes clear to you. So mandinko, is, is the English word is scriptures. So I wanted to really uh, point that out to you, how, how the Holy Spirit can interpret the Bible for you. That's why we all need uh, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit inside of us. So moving on down to the gospel. Jesus Christ is the gospel. The good news is revealed in his birth, life, death, resurrection, and ascension. Christ's crucifixion is the heart of the gospel. His resurrection is the power of the gospel. And his ascension is the glory of the gospel. Christ's death is a substitutionary and propitiatory sacrifice to God 
for our sins. It satisfies and demands of God's holy justice and appeases his holy wrath. It also demonstrates his never-ending love and reveals his amazing grace. We always remember the cross, and because of the cross, we can live in the glory of the Father. Jesus Christ is the only mediator between God and man. There is no other name by which men are able to be saved. And looking at uh, Romans 1, 16 and 17, it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in the righteous, righteousness of God is revealed, so for it, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, and it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So the life of faith is all-encompassing. It is by faith that we initially receive the gift of salvation, but it is also by faith that one lives uh, each day. Uh, in Habakkuk 2.4, it says, Behold, his soul is puffed up. It is not upright within him, but the righteous shall live by faith. So a proud person reveals relies on himself, but faith is relying and trusting in God that his plans will be revealed even in the darkest days. Hold steadfast to his promises and know that he will come through for you. John 3, 16, 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And everybody knows that verse. That's a, that's a verse that a, a lot of us use when we're bringing new believers uh, in, in, into Christ. But when you look three verses before that, um, John 3, 13 through 15, it says, No one has ascended into heaven except, the, except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. That scripture, I think, to me, to me really shows and tells who Jesus really, really is in our faith. So, and, and it makes a reference to, to Moses and the uh, uh, serpent. Uh, if you go back into Numbers, the Israelites had just made a vow to God, uh, and, and the Lord delivered the Canaanites over to, 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 to the Israelites. Uh, so as they were resting in the wilderness, of course, they begin to complain. As usual, it seemed to be a pattern. Uh, they begin to complain. Uh, so, so what ended up happening is, in, in Numbers, I lost it, number 21, uh, 6 through 9, it says, Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned. For we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said to Moses, Make a, a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. If a serpent bites anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. So just as the Israelites needed a remedy from the bite of the um, serpent, we all needed a redeemer. So when Jesus was hung on that cross, we can look to him and say he's our savior. He has saved us. He died for us on the cross. He shed his blood for our sins on that cross. Luke 4, 18 and 17, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found a place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me 
because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. I think in today's terms, I love that scripture. I can see Jesus sitting down. And his sidekick stands up and says, boom, there it is. He got you. But that, that's kind of, he, he is saying, look at me. This is who they prophesied about. I am who, he's, who they say I am. Believe in me. You know, I find it very interesting when you look at the uh, Nicodemus story. Uh, when Nicodemus came, came to, to Jesus by night. And what, I read it over and over and over, and last night it really caught my eye. It says, we know that you are a man of God. They knew that. But Jesus came to disrupt a lot of stuff that they didn't like. So, you know, I never caught that word we. It says a lot that the Pharisees knew exactly who he was. But they chose not to believe it. <clears throat> so man's response to the gospel said man's response to the gospel is rooted and grounded in the free and unconditional choosing of Jesus for his own pleasure and glory. It is also true that the message of the gospel is only effect, effectual to those who genuinely repent of their sins. And by God's grace, put saving faith in Christ. The gospel of grace is to be sincerely preached to all people in all nations. Biblical repentance is characterized by a changed life. And, a save, and saving faith is evidenced by kingdom service or works. While neither repentance nor works save unless a person is willing to deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow Christ, he cannot become his, his disciple. So we're looking at Romans 10, 6-13. It says, But the righteous based on faith says, Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that it is, that is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who came, who call on him, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's an extremely powerful set of verses. So what we need is, is faith in the gospel. We have to believe it. We have to believe it. If you don't believe that Jesus came and rose from the dead, he died for your sin, first of all, and rose from the dead. We're still dead. You have to believe that. Uh, almost every religion in the world has some formula of how, to, how you can earn God's favor and gain life beyond the grave. In some cases, it is an extraordinary act of sacrifice or service for others. It is adhering to a strict standard or behavior or being a good person. 
we all know being a good person can be slippery for some. So, uh, but for everybody, <laughs> right? <clears throat> so many churches sadly promote a salvation that appeals to our good deeds. The Bible teaches us that we can never earn eternal life. We are too deeply stained by sin to ever be able to attain God's standard of holy living. But salvation must be received by faith as a gift from God even be because of and through Jesus, period. Paul quotes Deuteronomy 30 where Moses appealed to the people of Israel to be obedient to the Lord. He told them that God was not asking them to do some supernatural act. He was not calling them to go up into heaven or to dig down into hell. But God wants us, wants us for us as believers uh, to believe in what he has told us. Salvation does not require us to do some extraordinary work. We don't have to have some incredible experience or serve in some wonderful way. We don't have to look for salvation in gimmicks and programs that's right in front of us. It says, but my righteous one will live by faith, and I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are, and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. So we just said just to stand firm in your belief. And, and, and there will be times when the enemy tries to knock you down or get you off track or put people in your life that will try to draw you away from your faith. Believing in the word, believing in the gospel is where, where your foundation is at. Salvation, the free gift of God, is provided by grace alone, through faith alone, because of Christ alone, for the glory of God alone. Anyone turning from sin and repentance and looking to Christ and his substitutionary death receives the gift of eternal life and is declared righteous by God as a free gift. The righteousness of Christ is imputed to him. He is justified and fully accepted by God through Christ's atonement for sin. An individual is reconciled to God as father and becomes his child. The believer is forgiven the debt of his sin and through the miracle of regeneration liberated from the law of sin and death into freedom of God's spirit, salvation is a true encounter with God himself and at the moment you inherit all the benefits of kingdom forever. So looking at Acts 14, it says, and there is salvation in no one except for there, there's, and there is salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Jesus is the only way, the truth and the life. If we expect to be right with God, we can only do it through the name of Jesus. This is really an outgrowth of the belief that God raised Jesus from the dead and seated him at his right hand. So that the name of Jesus is now the highest authority possible. So that Paul can say in Philippians 2 that, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Amen. I love this one. Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. And you were dead in your trespasses and sin in which you once walked, following the curse of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God. 
but God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. The first thing it states is that we were dead, dead in sin. I kind of read a story uh, the other day. It's, it's about uh, someone mentioned that, you know, you think about God looking down on us. It's kind of looking down at a, at, a, at a dead body. And he's wondering, what can I do to get them alive? His son says, send me. Send me, Dad. I'll go. Jesus come down, sacrificed his life, his life for me, for you, everyone else in this world. His blood that he shed for you covered you and gave you life. He gave you life. So that's why I love that but God. You know, we all got a lot of buts. I mean, we, we all got a lot of buts. You know, but, but Lord, I, I can't do it. I had a big butt coming up here. Lord, I am. Mm. <laughs> you know, he's there to give us strength. You know, it, it, but God, God stepped in. It, it, it's, it's the, the, the word greater comes to mind when I, I think about that. You know, he's greater than any situation that we, we're in. He is greater than the doctor's report. He is greater than the eviction notice. He is greater than the water getting shut off. He is greater than the gas getting shut off. He is greater than any circumstances that we may face in life. So it, you may have a butt, but his is a lot bigger. So, for by grace you have been saved, and, and once we were dead, and now we are alive because of what Jesus did for us. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, but behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Salvation is by grace. It's only by grace. It is the free gift that God has given us to be able to be with him when our time here on this earth is over with. So it is salvation is by grace and only by grace. No one can earn it, and yet it's available to all. Jesus is exclusive and inclusive at the same time, the narrow way and the savior of the world. The only way of, only way of salvation, God's grace shown perfectly in Jesus Christ, is exactly what everyone needs. And the good news is, that is freely given to us all. It's great news, and it's worth sharing. Thank you.